Anyway, my name is Jim. I'm an addict. Hi, Jim. I'm Gary B. I'm definitely an addict. Hi, Gary. And I'm from Ohio. Uh, I wasn't sure I was coming here, but Bill stopped in and grabbed me by the hair and gave me the whole tour here and drug me down. Uh, I love to be in Texas. My daughter lives over in uh, that big town in the middle. What do you call that? Down? Dallas. Big D. Big D. Turn it off and back on. That'll get me where I want to go. Turn the light off? Yeah, in a minute. Oh, just tell me. Yeah. I'll take directions. Anyway, what I'm going to share with you today is a little bit of history of our basic text and how literature um, was and is developed and what contributed to the group growth of Narcotics Anonymous rather than what you've heard. The truth is in perception. What you perceive is the truth for you. Um, each of us get a different perception of the truth and of the history of NA because of where we are and what we've experienced. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, coming back. Um, some of the things that I share with you, even though they're the truth that I've experienced and observed, are going to offend some members here, particularly members that that didn't have a chance to see a lot of what I saw. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to share the truth as I perceive it. So be open-minded and patient with me. We love you. Oh, I'm still there.
there something on there that says return or go back? Or? You're trying to go to history presentation, Jim? Say? You're trying to go to the history presentation? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's... This is it in black and white, but I didn't want to do that. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do that. We'll try this. We can do it from this. Can everybody see that? You might need to move forward to see some of these screens. Turn that light up. We'll be okay. And I'm just going to read the slides, basically. And I'll talk in between times, and Gary will correct me when I'm wrong. Uh, you been around, Gary? Obviously, you haven't. Um, any history, the only way, I think the most important part of our history was when we defined N.A. And I'm going to invite you to share that time. Some interesting happened, interesting things happened in N.A. early years before 78. There was even a meeting or two in Ohio near me. Um, they didn't last. Um, a lot of meetings didn't last. And they struggled in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And the only NA of any consequence was in California. This is a program from the First World Convention, and I think there's some back there on Bill's table, and an early little white book. Now I got it. There it goes. Oh. <laughs> Service Conference proclaimed that NA was no longer just a California thing, but it really took several more years for that to really come true. Both from Georgia went to the next one after this one, the Second World Service Conference, and he sought out whoever was writing literature. I got clean in NA in May of 79 after nearly dying trying to believe I was powerless over drugs and alcohol. This drawing's how I perceive that, which you can't see, but it's uh, like Oliver and Lilliput, but with 
with animated drugs forcing itself into him. Drugs never forced themselves into me. I knew damn well I wasn't powerless over drugs. I could put them down. Thing is, I just couldn't leave them down. <laughs> the truth that I needed that allowed me to get clean could only come from N.A., where we talked about being powerless over addiction, over the cause of the problem, not any of the symptoms. We started the first meeting in Ohio in Youngstown in July of 79. Uh, written material on recovery was very rare. The office had published three issues of The Voice, 78 through 80. Basically, what The Voice was, was minutes of the World Service Conference. My first participation in WSC was 1980. I went as an alternative to the rep from Pennsylvania who lived close to me and supported our early meetings. We'd been to the World Convention, which was the only convention in a then, in Atlanta, and we heard about the book. Now, at the World Service Conference in 1980, there were only four fellowship representatives, what we then called RSRs, what you now call, what, regional delegates? Some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but there were only four there. A guy from Pennsylvania, a guy from Northern California, a guy from Southern California, and a visitor from New Jersey that they called a representative, but he was just a visitor to the office. Um, They were writing a book about recovery from addiction. And the top left-hand uh, flyer was distributed to anybody who showed an interest in having a book. And we were informed about the conferences. The first two conferences drew a limited number of people, but important members. Um, in Wichita and Lincoln, Nebraska. And even though I was listed as having attended, I didn't. It was just because I was active talking to Bo and I got listed somehow. The, in my opinion, true broad participation in the writing of the book began at WLC3 in Memphis in February 81. This is where the defining moments of NA history and recovery from addiction in clear, concise terms began. The conference at Memphis took input from across the fellowship and crafted it into the very first manifestation of the basic text, the Gray Book. Um, I'll visit with you just a little bit about that. I remember sitting at the first meeting of everybody at that, that conference. And we went around the room, and everybody was different. This person was an addict alcoholic. This person was a dope fiend. Next person was cross-addicted. 
And I have always wondered how you get addicted to carrying something on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bad. Anyway, everybody was different. And I'm outspoken. You'll find that out in a little bit if you didn't realize it already. Oh, yeah? Um, I say what I mean and what I think. Right off the top of my head, and I stood up and said, my name's Jim Amnatic, and how are we ever going to write a book when we're all different? Yeah. What are we? What's important about what we are? In my opinion, it's being an addict, having this disease, addiction. And that's what the 12 steps are written for us to recover from, is the disease addiction. And not necessarily because of that, but there was a lot of that went on at that conference. A lot of defining of who and what we are in the very simplest, most concise terms. That's the first time that that ever happened in our fellowship. And the Gray Book was the first attempt at sharing that with others. If you don't have a Gray Book, there's a pile of them back there. My group prints them and sells them for our cost, which is four bucks. You can get several. You can get 20, have a gray book meeting. Um, anyway, over 100 of us were there, which was a huge number at that time in our fellowship, from all over the country. People from New York, people from California, all we needed was a little bit of willingness to help. We got together and called our meetings through consciences. They really weren't. They were uh, conscience of the conference. But we defined our direction and we set our schedule together. And everybody's voice mattered. Everybody who wanted to share, who wanted to talk, who wanted to input was heard and listened to. Um, Bo is the chairman, the leader, and the coach. And Bo set that standard of open participation. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We talked about ideas that have been suggested by the written input from across the fellowship. Bo sent out that you or the book flyer to everybody. And a lot of people in local meetings, local fellowships, by themselves, sent input in. He, uh, at the conference, had two guys come with him and they were carrying this big old steamer trunk. And that's where he kept the input. It wasn't full then, but the time we got here, it was damn near full. Joseph, many people, many of you guys have heard Joseph. You're not too far from Memphis. Joseph was the organizer 
of the league committee starting, well, actually starting before WLC3. He was out there with you, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Joseph was a very important uh, member of NA. Gina was there from Nashville. She wrote, everything we know is subject to revision. <laughs> especially what we know about the truth. And I think many of you have probably seen that in the basic text. And this presentation is <coughs> going to challenge your ability to revise your mind and learn about the truth. Roger came in from um, AA and he stayed to serve. He also danced the jig. <laughs> Linda from Kansas was our librarian. She kept track of all the input and all the completed drafts. And she's shown here with Bo. Chapter six um, was primarily written by Greg. And he phoned it in because he wasn't able, he ran out of money, wasn't able to come all the way from Oregon, which is where he was living, to Tennessee. Hours and hours of telephone and typing. Most of the editing was done. We found it most efficient to work in small groups of three or four members. Um, Here's uh, George from Eastern Pennsylvania. Paige, who became the next chairperson, and another guy from Eastern Pennsylvania. I forget his name right now. Forgive me, I'm getting old. No. Um, the result of our work there was a great book. It was for review and input, the review form of our basic text. And it was mailed to every group in NA that was registered with the office, which at that time were 600 groups around the world. It was mailed to Japan. It was mailed to um, Australia. It was mailed to uh, Army Base in Europe and all the groups in Canada and the United States that were registered. It was mankind's first attempt to define recovery from addiction in clear, concise language. First page explained the open participatory process and asked for input, comments, criticism, and additions. Um, asked groups and members to, to uh, read it over, see what they thought, comment on it, say delete this, uh, expand on that, include this, and piles and piles of input came in from the fellowship. 
you know, now when something is asked of us by our service committees, generally the first thing, first response is, there's not enough time. We need more time. That was in late February of 1981 when there were no cell phones. There's a whole lot of stuff that there wasn't. And the input needed to come in by, um, I think, late March or April of 81. And we got input from over 10,000 members from, that number comes from the rosters of members in local fellowships that sent input in. Um, that Memphis uh, conference changed my outlook on recovery. I learned more there than I had in the two years previous that I had been in recovery. I did a new fourth step and a new fifth step and changed my attitude in many ways. That must have been attractive because a lot of members when I went home and shared about what was going on were drawn to me in the literature committee. We had uh, 34 groups registered in the 81 directory. I went to WSC as representative from Ohio in May of 81, and by then there were 80 active groups. The greatest period of growth in Narcotics Anonymous came after the gray book came out and after the approval form came out. It's not been matched, even though we've gone worldwide. The fourth conference was in Santa Monica, just after or about the same time as the World Service Conference. There were more participation, and finally, after the first three conferences and a lot of interfellowship communication, finally our trustees got involved. Some of you might not know what trustees are, and if you have questions about that, ask me afterwards. The Fifth World Literature Conference was in Warren, Ohio. My sponsee got an abandoned schoolhouse that was used for, <coughs> um, well, it was used for a lot of things, but he got it for a 10-day period. And the first chapters, um, as they are today, were finalized there at one. We took a weekend off and went and formed the first higher region. Each World Edge Conference had published minutes that documented the process that we used and shared a lot of stuff that was said 
at the, the meetings. And they were distributed to every participant. There's some of them online now that you could access. I think there's copies of them back there on Bill's table. One, two, three, and eight were finalized at Warren in 81, and they're still about the same with some unauthorized changes as they were then. Well, I'm just bragging on Ohio because that was the first place. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. That was just the first place I gave this thing. The rest of the chapter finished at WLC 6 in Florida, same time as the Miami World Convention. And after it was proofread, it was sent back to Memphis in Thanksgiving, and our approval form was written which is essentially our basic text today. Um, it was sent out to over 1,800 groups, all the registered groups in the fellowship. Now, we went from 600 groups registered in March to 1,800 groups registered in October. That's the most dynamic growth the fellowship's ever seen. It was to be voted on conference of May to um, approval form of the personal stories was distributed following a conference in Philadelphia. Many significant events happened at the 82 and 83 World Service Conferences. Our basic text was overwhelmingly approved by the fellowship. Motion for RSRs, representatives of the fellowship only to vote at the conference, passed by one over two-thirds, but it was called defeated because actually it was a roll call vote, so it was a roll call at the same time as the vote. Mm -hmm. However, because it was one less than a two-thirds majority of the previous roll call, the chairperson uh, called it defeat. Um, that was, for me, um, the beginning of the downfall of fellowship-controlled NA. Um, previously, that same person who um, was the policy committee chairperson in the year previous had presented the policy committee's um, work for the year, which also was something that was distributed to the entire fellowship. Instead of presenting it the way it was distributed and voted on by the fellowship, he only included the first half of it. I'll talk about that more in a minute. And 
that conference created the first new subcommittee in the history of NA. The subcommittee was directed by the motion and the fellowship to print a monthly magazine on recovery, recovery from addiction in the NA way. First issue came out in September of 82. Conference was in May of 82. The original NA way was published as the book, developed and published as the book was done. It was an open participatory effort. Three of us were elected co-chairs. The other two decided they couldn't spend the effort. So I was left with the job. And every regional convention that was within driving distance I went to, we had meetings of anybody who wanted to come, announced at the convention, and got together and edited the input and added our own input into magazines. It was completely anonymous. Nobody's name or location was published. And it was an effort of the fellowship, open to anybody that wanted to send input and Quite frankly, no input was ever rejected. Mm. Some of it that was, uh, that had a lot of swear words and stuff like that. Some of it was edited quite a bit. <laughs> so it was, you know, enabled to share with people because a lot of people just won't read some of that crap. They just think it's, anyway. I'll look the anyway was a big project of mine. I mean, I love what it was when it was a project of the fellowship. What it's become is crap. Regretfully, our book wasn't published by the office. Some of you know the story about that. I'm not going to go into that. It wasn't published by the office in um, any reasonable time. So the approval forms were copied and redistributed to people in meetings so people got a book. Finally, after nearly a year, our basic text, the abridged form, was published in hardback. But several people had gotten together and changed what was approved by the fellowship. They removed the critical language in the fourth and the ninth traditions, among a couple other things. But first editions are collector's items today because it was a historic point in our fellowship. Service Center was instructed by the fellowship to return it to its approved form. Actually, my friend Paige stood up on the conference floor and took one of his first editions and tore it in half and said, this is not our book, which it wasn't because things had been changed mm -hmm. arbitrarily by people who believed they knew better than group conscience. Mm -hmm. 
probably the only manifestation of our basic text, the second edition, and there's some of them back there, or at least there used to be, um, that was approved by the fellowship without manipulation, lies, and deceit. Second editions, in my opinion, are a spiritual highmark of our literature. And they're hard to find in good condition. That's mine right there. Again, we got together in Memphis at Thanksgiving um, as an open participatory literature committee. We finished the efforts of some local literature committees and the way into a set of IPs. Many of these are still in print. Most of the advances in any service came from the tree and the blue service manual. These structural ideas provide the frame of efforts, reference for open participatory service and committee work that resulted in our basic text and NA's growth. When I say open participatory service, most of you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me explain. That meant that when something was going to happen, a project of a subcommittee of the World Service Conference, when something was going to happen, it was open to the fellowship. Anyone who wanted to be a part of, who had ideas about that, who had input, that wanted to do service, could come and help. Now, I'll explain as I go along, but that's not the case today. That's, believe me, from the rejections of all the input that I sent in the ladies, I can tell you, it's not happening anymore. In mainstream, NAS-governed N.A., Um, this is what was divided into two. The spirit of those service manuals was continued in the green service manual. By that time, we had some personal experience, and we could, as a committee, um, put together what actually worked in the fellowship. And that's what the green service manual was. second part of it was about world service, and it completely revamped the World Service Conference so that the WSO was a subcommittee, among other things. Um, over the course of the next several years, broad service in NA became more and more close to participation by NA members who wanted to help more and more exclusive and less and less inclusive. And the fellowship was presented with a much narrower viewpoint, less representative material. The best example is the fourth edition. And some of you have heard about the fourth edition. It was supposed to be a light edit of the basic text for 
tense and gender and stuff like that, it ended up to be a total rewrite of the basic text by a hired person who was basically an AA member. Good guy, fine person, just didn't understand the idea of powerlessness over addiction and recovery from addiction. The fourth edition fiasco and the subsequent outrage across the fellowship, and believe me, there was huge outrage. Brought about an unprecedented action on the part of the World Service Conference. When they saw how angry everybody was, they knew they needed to do something, so they stopped being a World Service Conference and declared themselves a literature conference. Of course, nobody who was interested in literature had been invited. It was just RSRs, and many of them weren't all that interested in literature. They took the third edition revised and combined it with the fourth edition and came out with the fifth, which is the same as the sixth except stories. No fellowship input. No group conscience, closure of fellowship, participation, input to any service as well as the abject violation of our second, seventh, and ninth traditions, which continues by world services, caused the more sophisticated members to publish our book free as the fellowship approved it. <laughs> At least it was their perception. I don't quite agree, but my disagreement's small. It's a third edition revised with the original tradition copy that was approved by the fellowship. And they're called Baby Blues, and you can get them back on the table. I don't know if they're three or a buck fifty. What's the difference? Um, I'll talk more about that. I think there's two distinct forms of literature with the NA name on it, on our tables. There's literature that we wrote for ourselves, written by addicts for addicts. <coughs> there's literature written by others for our benefit in closed committees. Now, it may have some NA input. We have a lady here earlier that claims to have given input. But quite frankly, that input is taken by the higher professionals and edited into what it develops. And believe me, as an editor, I know how much you can change stuff from what it was in the beginning. On the website, you can download for free all the true N.A. literature. You can print it yourself. It's yours. Everything you ever need to recover and share for recovery, share recovery, and it's all for free. Now, you're going to have to pay the printing cost yourself, but getting it is free. This is the genuine N.A. approved literature. 
All that was ever written by addicts, for addicts seeking recovery and, and open participation. Here's a list of the literature carrying the I name that was not written by addicts for addicts, but by professional writers hired for the office. There may be limited input from NA, but no open participation in development, no group conscience for approval. These are really not NA literature. It works on why? Just for today, the 12 concepts, the step working guide, all IPs other than the original 13, the fifth and sixth editions, and that that new thing with the Narnon logo. Well uh, <laughs> put. Yeah. Once more, so you clearly understand, this is not real NA literature, but material with the NA name that people outside group conscience have decided without our input is good for us. I encourage you to avoid it. Here's proof of the professionalism. And you can download this. This is the main editor's resume when he was about to leave N.A. and go out into the world. And he talks about what he did. Um, I'm going to get up here and read some of it to you because probably it works out and why is the one that's most controversial. He says it works out and why. These are things that he uh, claims to have us. After watching unsuccessful attempts, he says, to for a period of 10 years to develop uh, both NH 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, he created an editorial process that produced copy quickly and aggressively, and that organizations could feel comfortable with. Not actually going to recover organizations and that was their direction and I believe still is. Um, I wrote more than a quarter of the text myself editing the rest. So don't believe that it works out and why it was written by and that it wasn't and that's proof. Um, I don't know that it will harm you to read it, but I would recommend just reading the fourth chapter of the basic text and probably you'll get more. This is the eyepiece. Um, the ones that are scratched through are not written by addicts in recovery and open participation. They're written by folks that believe they know better than group conscience. They must believe that, or they wouldn't have changed the way we do our literature. And the top is uh, 
Yeah, my, my. The top is a slide I showed you before. You can download all that stuff for free from the website. The website is nahelp.org. Pictures I have here of it are the old website, but the new one's um, pretty much the same. You can get all the same stuff from it. I encourage you to participate in group conscience of NA. Unfortunately, the service structure many in our fellowship participate in is just a storefront for an outside enterprise called NAS. There's an alternative that serves the true conscience of Narcotics Anonymous. It's called As Is, the Alternate Service Information Source. And now we have something called the Fellowship Service Conference. And if you go on that website, you can get a download for that. Um, you can help us revive open participation. Every spring in March, we have a literature conference in Florida that's done the same way the basic text was built. And I encourage you to join us for the 12-step retreat. Um, it's been going on for 30 years now. My home group puts it on. There are generally people from 10 or more states there. And if you want old-school anti-recovery, all the speakers on each of the steps are people who work them the old-fashioned way with hard work rather than some book you write in. There's flyers like this back on the table there for you. I encourage you to come. I'd love to see you there. Um, and if you come there, we'll have these discs. They have all that literature that the fellowship developed and all the early NA ways, the first year, year and a half, and this same PowerPoint that you can take home and give to your hunger. And then I go into philosophy. The spirit of NA that gives us recovery from addiction, that gave us our basic text, that gave us the valid growth of our fellowship, that lives in all of us today, is alive and well. It may be underground, marginalized and discredited, but it's alive and well. It's in our abstinence from all drugs, including Suboxone. It's in living the 12 steps and in honor of the 12 traditions and participation. History of NA has been exciting and instructive. Now you have the choice to make the future better for both you and the ag seeking recovery. Embrace what works and reject what doesn't so, as my sponsor said, we can change the world. This presentation is dedicated to Craig. Demand open participatory service at every level. Question everything. Don't just buy into the propaganda. Thank you. 
Come on. There's more slides. Well, maybe there are any more slides tonight. <laughs> so, thank you for your patience in helping me get this set up, and thank you for being a part of and learning this whole part of NA history from somebody who was there. Thank you.